Okay, so this is an experimental thing now. Um, obviously, every two weeks I've been bringing you guys a podcast with a guest. I'm now going to do uh, one week of a podcast with a guest and one week of a podcast on my own, which will be a shorter episode, mainly speaking about films, latest releases and things like that. But I'm also going to include feedback. Uh, so this is episode 11. So, so far we've done 10 episodes of not having it all. And every now and then we get some feedback and I never really do anything about it, mainly because I think, oh my god, people are actually listening. Wow. But this week I've got some feedback, so I'm going to talk about that and then move on to the top 10 UK box office as usual, speak about the new releases and I'm also going to review trailers as, uh, uh, not Sundance, uh, San Diego Comic Con was on recently, so we got an abundance of new trailers, so I'll be reviewing those. But first of all, it's feedback. So last week week we spoke about Ocean's 8 and how Anne Hathaway was, um, what's the word, um, not appreciated enough? Unappreciated at times. But one question I did get is that we did miss the intern when we were listing the Anne Hathaway films and performances that are very good. So I'm very sorry about that because I do love the intern because it's, um, is it Nancy Myers? Yes, I think it is Nancy Myers. And, uh, she's brilliant she's brilliant in it and it's a really good story because if you haven't seen the intern I definitely recommend it because it's a rom-com that's not really romantic because it's about Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway and I don't really see them being a thing but it's a good feel-good film and if you're a career-driven woman it's a good thing to watch because it kind of juggles the whole balance of not having it oh see I'll link that in there Another question I got this week was relating to the date scenarios that I gave Lauren, which were um, (laughs) seven of the worst dates I've been on in my life. Now, I'm only 26, so you know the world is my oyster. Um, So one question, well, I got two questions about that, but the first question was, do you see any of the guys that you went on these dates with anymore? And no, I don't, (laughs) because I have got as far away as possible from them. Um, Yeah, I don't think, no... I think I've got like a couple on Facebook, but that's that's just like you know when you have like a pity friend on Facebook when like you're not you're not gonna talk to each other, you're not gonna like any pictures, but you just need to like have each other on Facebook to occasionally make fun off in front of other people, like, oh my god, look what this person's posted. God, I do, I should really go off Facebook. Okay, and the second message I got this week was we've heard your worst dates, what about your best date? Oh gosh, well, I feel I feel like if I didn't say it was with my boyfriend, it would be kind of weird. Like, oh yeah, this guy took me on an amazing date once and uh, it would be kind of strange. But no, no, I would honestly say the best date I had, I've, I have had is with my boyfriend. Um, we went to... <laughs> it was so good, I can't remember it. Um, we, we did like a big... We did like six dates in a day. We went to like a museum, we went to lunch, we went to a castle, we went to um an art gallery we went to dinner we went to an arcade we went for like a long walk yeah it was a really good date I think I'd I think I prefer dates that are like that rather than just the standard sitting in front of each other and trying to get to know each other without letting on that you've already researched them online thoroughly so you already know the answers they're giving you not that I do that. Okay, so that's the feedback session over, but of course, if you have feedback on these episodes, by all means, please, um, please tell me, and I'll discuss it, because I know sometimes there's some questions you're like, what does she really mean by that? Um, okay, moving on to the top 10 UK box office. So there was a fair few, um, new releases this week. We've got five, 
nope, six, I can't count. We've got six in the top ten. Um, so number ten, it's Dadak, which I have not seen. It is an Indian film. It hasn't had um, fantastic reviews, but it is a big commercial success, so um, well done to them. At number nine this week, you've got Thomas and Friends, Big World Adventure. Now, I won't be seeing that, but I know my six-year-old brother will be very eager to, so that probably means I will be seeing it very soon. At number eight, it's another new release. It's a documentary called Spitfire. Um, not for me, but I'm sure there's an audience for that. It's had some big reviews. And number seven, still holding in the top ten, it is Ocean's Eight. Uh, I had some um, funny comments last week about from people who said I didn't like it. I did like it, I just didn't love it. Um, but no, I'm excited. I'm not too sure if they've announced a sequel yet, but if they do, I am free to direct it. Although that probably doesn't mean I will. And number six, it is Hotel Artemis. Now, I saw this at the weekend. Um, I was really excited. Um, I love Jodie Foster. And there was... Um, the trailer just intrigued me. It was something along the lines of, is it a horror? Is it an action? Is it a, a black comedy kind of thing? But the cast is great. You've got Sterling K. Brown, who is incredible in This Is Us. And um, it just seems to be in a lot of stuff lately. But uh, he's great in it. And, of course, Jenny Foster, you've got Dave Bautista, you've got Charlie Day, Zachary Quinto, Jenny Slate, there's a Jeff Goldblum. Like, there's a lot of people there. I think even Father John Misty is in this film. I'm not too sure where. But, you know, it's a great cast, and the premise is that there is a there is a hotel which is a secret members-only emergency hospital for criminals. And on the night that, that the film is set, there is a big riot in L.A., um, so obviously people need a safe place to hide, something along those lines. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's directed, but it's actually quite a new director, Drew Pierce. He's produced a lot of things, but this, I believe is his first feature film. Um, so yeah, I mean, for me, the plot every now and then goes a little bit strange. There's some odd moments, but I just enjoyed it. It was quite a feel good film. And I think it's added to my list of Jodie Foster being a badass mum collection, which of course is Hotel Artemis, Flight, pa Flight Plan and Panic Room. So no, it's it's a good film. It's, it's a little bit, it's tanked a little bit with reviews, but uh, I don't know. They've kind of set it up for a sequel too, but I don't know if they'll actually get the chance to make it. And number five is The First Purge, which I also saw this week. And for something I was really interested in seeing how this whole purge situation came around, it really let me down. And the storyline was just not what I was expecting. I was expecting to see kind of the whole initiation, like how things were maybe not so much the first purge, maybe just like how the purge like kept going and going and like how it got to the point where it is where it is today, obviously in the film verse, not in real life yet. Um, but it just, it just didn't really um, do anything for me. It was it centered mainly around a, I think it's Staten Island. They um, trial it on and they basically set it up as um, that you don't have to stay on the island when they're trialing it but you could you'll get five thousand dollars if you do so obviously a lot of people who are very desperate for money um or just kind of like the thrill seeking they do 
And what kicks off is just this very slow, drawn-out tale of people who are not wanting to purge, so they're just partying and ignoring it. And it's just it's just so dull. It really is so dull. And it's a shame because the, the storyline itself of The Purge in America is a very interesting storyline, but it just seems they just couldn't grasp it with this film, um, which is probably why they went back to doing a, a prequel rather than carrying on with another Purge, obviously the way The Purge 3 was left. Now, last week I did say that this was the last film they were doing, but I was unaware that they are doing a TV show called The Purge. I don't know much about it. I don't really know the storyline. I haven't actually seen a trailer, but I believe it's uh, taking place in the early days of The Purge. So maybe I'll enjoy that rather than the film that I just watched. But um, yeah, obviously the universe is growing. Uh, The Purge series kind of took off... um, a lot bigger than people thought it would and obviously with how America is right now people are finding it quite relatable so yeah and number four seven weeks in the top 10 is Jurassic Park will this film ever leave us I do not know and number three it's a new entry it's Skyscraper which I have not yet seen it's had some mixed reviews a lot of people are comparing it to classic 80s action films um, which um, obviously the 80s is massive uh, at the moment in films, television, even music. So um, yes, yeah, so there's been some praise on that. But a lot of people are also saying that it's very dull, that it's, it's almost like a parody film, that The Rock is great, but the, the movie itself is not that good, um, that there's no logic in it, which I think sometimes if you remove logic from an action film, it's more enjoyable. Um and also that it's a lot like Die Hard. Apparently, um, Die Hard seems to be a big influence. So yeah, it's, it's a mixed bag. I'm going to try and see it because it just looks like fun. And I'm a big advocate of, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson fun. So yeah, that's number three. Number two, it's The Incredibles 2, which I also saw this week. I've managed to actually get out of the house for once. Um, so The Incredibles 2, wait in a massive 14 years for a sequel, which is... Um, I think one of the biggest gaps actually since Toy Story. I'm not too sure what the gap there was. Oh, I'm being told. Oh, I'm being told it's eleven years. Eleven years between Toy Story two and Toy Story three, and I think it'll be about what nine years since Toy Story three and Toy Story four, if it ever happens, guys. Um. So yes, The Incredibles two. Um. Which actually picks off straight after the um ending of The Incredibles, the first Incredibles film. Um, I loved it. It's a really good. It's quite long. It's two hours, and I think the the first film wasn't that long. But yeah, it's it's pretty much the same. It's the same cast. Um, it took me about eighty percent of the film to finally crack that it was Bob Odenkirk who voices the character of Winston, and I was eagerly looking out for who Sophia Bush um voices, and it is a character called Void. Um. But no, it's a it's really good feel good film. Obviously, if you're a big fan of Disney, you're gonna love it. If you've got kids, you're gonna love it. If you just love fun, you're gonna love it. But yeah, so I really enjoyed that. And at number one, big shocker, obviously, it's Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, which I have not yet seen. I'm very excited to. Um, so there's been a little bit of a mix bag of reviews and comments about Mamma Mia. Um, there are some very strange reviews um, that say, uh, you know, it's it's not that funny and I don't really like musicals. And I just think, well, if you don't like musicals, I don't think you're going to enjoy Mamma Mia, the musical of ABBA. But <laughs> yeah. 
a lot of people say that the writing wasn't very great, that it was kind of rushed into it, that there wasn't many, that wasn't much laughter, that there wasn't, um, that was a big disappointment, that it's nothing to do with the first film and, um, the covers were good, but they weren't amazing as the first film. So it's, I mean, when you, when I think when you do a sequel to a massively successful film, I mean, Mamma Mia was in the charts for weeks, weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. I think it broke a record at some point. You're not going to keep everybody happy, but I'm still excited to see it. A lot of people are very happy. I love the press they've done. Um, there's a very funny video um, on Jimmy Fallon of Amanda Seyfried when they're singing the, the ABBA songs. Um, but it's with Google Translate and it's very, very strange. So yeah, I definitely watched that. So that's the top 10. Moving on to new releases. So the biggest release for this week is going to be Mission Impossible 27 uh, Fallout. I'm just kidding. I think it's something like, what is it? Number six, number seven, number 12. It's number six. Right, so yes, Mission Impossible 6, or Mission Impossible Fallout, however you want to call it. It's Tom Cruise again, trying to prove to us all that he's still relevant. Um, I say that with caring words. I do love classic Tom Cruise, but modern Tom Cruise kind of scares me. I mean, I'll watch his films, but from behind a cushion. Um, So yeah, Mission Impossible Fallout, this time he is um, racing against time after a mission has gone wrong. I think the main thing that a lot of us are going to go see this film for is for Henry Cavill's moustache because of course there was a big big thing with Justice League how he couldn't shave off his moustache because his contractual obligences or whatever you want to call it with this film and so you had that very awkward CGI Superman thing going on but yeah I mean the cast is great it's full of a lot of regular names from the Michelin Impossible franchise um you've got Angela Bassett in there who's fantastic um so yeah it's um it's got a very high rating at the moment but I think that's because not a lot of people have seen it um but yeah so I, I will probably I'm not gonna lie to you I haven't seen any Mission Impossible films ever and I mean, th- I mean, there's six to catch up on. Like, this is basically like a thesis. So, but yeah, the the reviews have been quite high, and I'm not too sure if that's because it's advanced screenings. But I mean, people seem to love these films. There's clearly an audience if there's you know s- s- six bloody versions of them. Um, the other new release this week, um, because there's not much competition, is Hotel Transylvania three. Again, I've not seen any of these, but again, it must have an audience. But I think next week is the big release that a lot of us are looking forward to. It is Ant Man and the Wasp. You go low, I go high. Really excited for this film. To be honest, I think after the uh, Avengers, the ending of Avengers Infinity War, I did think, well, how on earth are they going to release another Marvel Universe film? when we're all just going to be wondering what happened at the end of Infinity War. But I think they're going to play this quite well because it's quite isolated from the storyline. I'm not entirely sure what point in the timeline it takes place. But to be honest, majorly, I'm just really excited for the Wasp. I think uh, Evelange uh, Lily is going to do an incredible job. And I'm just really excited to see this cast again because I think, I mean, you've got like Michael Penner, Bobby Cannavale, uh, it's just such a brilliant cast in there. And I think that it's, when I first went to see Ant-Man, I left it weeks and weeks because I just thought, oh, I can't be bothered. Like, it doesn't look that good. Edgar Wright had been removed from the project. And I was really surprised when I saw it. So I've got a lot of, um, a lot of hope for Ant-Man and the Wasp. I think Peyton Reed is a great director. And I think sometimes people forget that he did direct 
the groundbreaking cinematic masterpiece, Bring It On. So, you know, if a guy that choreographs, I don't think he choreographed it, but a guy that creates that, you know, he's capable of great things. Okay, and moving on to the final piece of this mini podcast episode is new trailers. So this is something we don't usually talk about in not having it all, but I figured that it's it's kind of mainly because I don't really watch trailers. I prefer to kind of sit in the cinema and see it for the first time and be super surprised and really, you know, but I thought we're going to do it. So let's begin with Aquaman. You think you're unworthy to lead because you're of two different worlds. That is exactly why you are worthy. Now, of course, the the DC cinematic, what do you call it? The DEC, FVG, whatever you want to call it. It's received a lot of stick um, since this kind of new wave of films have come out since um, Man of Steel and um, Batman versus Superman. So the trailers, I feel like, are very heavily critiqued. Um, but to be honest, with this one, I do feel like the CGI is so clunky and the editing is so... Ugh, it's not exactly it for me it's not really going to convince people that yeah you know what we can rival the other big superhero name but to be fair putting that aside um nicole kidman really excited to see her in this role she looks absolutely phenomenal i can't believe she's in her 50s it's insane i mean one thing that makes me laugh though is that all these superheroes they're always bullied as children so in this in this trailer you see aquaman when he's younger and the kids are pushing him into the, the glass wall of the aquarium and the, so the sharks come and help him and um you never see like a superhero that was like a total dick and now they've just like i like to be fair maybe deadpool mm, i don't know but yeah I mean, you can't really ask me about the Aquaman trailer because I'm going to be very biased because, you know, about, what, 20 seconds into it, Amber Heard turns up, red hair flowing, saying, you know, you need to come with me so you can be king. And, you know, if Amber Heard turns up and tells you that, you're going to listen. But, you know, I'm, I am quite excited. I'm excited to see Amber Heard in a massive role. I'm excited to see Patrick Wilson. I think the dynamic between him and uh, Jason Moment is going to be really, really cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, overall, I can see why people are kind of dissing it. I think that it is a badly put together trailer. Um, but we just have to see what the film's like. That's the thing. Trailers can be misleading. Um, but I'm still excited. I still think it's going to be a, a a good watch. I mean, I don't know. It could be absolutely awful. Okay, the next trailer is Godzilla 2. The Titans. For thousands of years, these creatures have remained in hiding around the world. And unless all the Titans are found, our planet will perish, and so will we. Oh no! Okay, so first of all, did we need another Godzilla film? Because, you know, I don't... The first one that they did, like, what, three years ago, it wasn't even that good. But they're back again. So in Godzilla, King of the Monsters, um, they are looking for... <laughs> to kind of... They're looking for what they're regarding as the Titans, if you've seen the trailer, and they need to kind of find all the Titans, all these monsters for the world to be right again. Now, this is all part of uh, Warner Brothers' Monsterverse, which is where they're just trying to connect to these characters. I'm guessing that King Kong's going to come into this at some point. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, the cast that they've got is great. You've got Millie Bobby Brown, you've got Vera Farmiga, Sally Hawkins, Carl Chandler, Charles Dance, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Kim Watanby. You know, there's 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 room there for greatness, but it just looks so stupid. And I just don't really understand why we've made another one. But I guess I really do because it's all about box office and money. But yeah, there you go. It's um Godzilla. I mean, I think the only good point to come out of this is I think this is Millie Bobby Brown's first big movie role. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, and she has been cast in the following film, which is going to be called Godzilla vs. Kong. So obviously that's going to be their end goal. So she's been um, casting that already. So that's where they're going to be working towards but yeah so I think this is just going to be a middle film leading up to the big event which will be Godzilla versus Kong um which is out in 2020 so you know hang in there guys okay so the final trailer this week is going to be for Glass guys but what I am questioning is your belief that you are something more than human and yet it is true so, first of all, why did no one tell me that Sarah Paulson was in this film? Looking amazing. So, yeah, so this is the M. Night Shyamalamalamalam. This is his compilation of David Dunn, um, The Beast and Mr. Glass. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting, I think, to see Bruce Willis after all this time kind of replaying this character of David Dunn because um, I think Unbreakable is still a very good film. I wasn't a massive, massive fan off um god i've forgotten what the film was called <laughs> split sorry yes i wasn't a big fan of split but I, to be honest i think i i do fancy rewatching it again to see if my opinion is different um so yeah we've got james mcavoy again there's some scenes in the trailer where he's with some t- cheerleaders that he's tied up so i'm guessing we see a little bit of him kind of on the rampage before he's locked in this um psychiatric hospital um and then of course you've got samuel jackson who i'm assuming this is going to be the main focus of as he's heavily featured in the trailer and of course Anya Taylor-Joy is back too um this isn't out till next year I thought it was going to be later on this year but it's not out to January 2019 um I think it's going to get a lot of people excited it was a unexpected sequel um to Unbreakable and I think it's good for M. Night Shyamalan I've got to do his name properly sorry uh his career um because obviously he's done a lot of dud movies over the past however for many years it's been because I mean obviously everyone remembers he's like the biggest ones for him more than likely have to be The Sixth Sense um Unbreakable of course and then after that he kind of went on like a little bit of a like obviously The Happening wasn't that great After Earth nobody really liked The Visit kind of um tore people a little bit um and then of course Split come out and everyone's like this is this is good but yeah so um it's gonna be interesting I'd say but yeah I'll go see it, I say. I think I'll probably see all of those films. Um, Yeah, Aquaman, Shazam, Godzilla and Glass. What did you guys think of the trailers? Let me know your thoughts. Um, Let me know what you thought about the recent top ten. And I'll be back next week with one of my co-hosts. We've got some exciting new co-hosts coming up. We're going to be doing the next ten episodes on a variety of subjects. Being in your 20s, being a, a career chaser, being heartbroken, being lonely being anxious being happy being cheerful there's a big variety coming so 
yeah, if you haven't already, please click subscribe because it convinces iTunes that people are actually listening to my annoying voice. And yeah, I'll see you next week.